Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Roto Going for the Green Daily Fantasy Golf Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I'm joined by Colin Drew for us to preview the second major championship of the year. Definitely the redheaded stepchild of uh, of the major championships, yeah. uh, the PGA Championship. I mean, people care, people tune in, but you know, this is uh, this is the also. I mean, the the cool thing about this event is to me, this is the one where you get the first time winners, the Jimmy Walker redemption tour, Colin Morikawa winning his first one. Like, I, I don't know. I guess to me, this one feels the most like you get a winner that's not one of the 10 best players in the world, basically. Yeah, it seems like that historically. It feels like, you know, they don't go to quite the same length as the U.S. Open does to make it as hard as they possibly can so they can play the course a little closer to straight up. And then... Um, yeah, just it's one of those events that doesn't have quite the same prestige, but I think the course often defines these PGA championships and whether or not they're memorable. And I think we'll have a pretty memorable course this week. So I'm at least excited about that and probably more excited about this than I had been like PGA championships in the past, though. I do agree. It feels like the field is wide open. Yeah. And so this golf course, they're playing at, uh, Kiowa. The last time we saw this course was at the 2012 PGA championship when Rory McIlroy, who leads the betting markets and is the most expensive guy on DraftKings this week, won by a touchdown and a two-point conversion. One one by eight strokes when I which I guess I was kind of peak Rory-ish time, 2012. I mean, he he strung together. Yeah. Uh, I think Valhalla probably was the the best Rory win relative um to to all of his other championships, but Rory in in better form coming off of a win heading into this event compared to where we were talking about sad Rory in uh in weeks past I mean that all you need to know is that Rory is 11 to 1 to win this event and when he teed off at his last win he was 20 to 1 on the FanDuel Sportsbook so uh definitely a big swing we, yeah big big swing just weird things in general in the betting markets this week because Rom is not in great form Spieth is in great form. Bryson is not in great form. Um, just like the, the at least top if you of the look be- at like the immediate three or four yes. events for those guys. Not you know the full body work in the season for someone like Rom is impressive, and even Br- and Bryson as well closing the deal more frequently. But yeah, like the last three or four events have been weak-ish guys that were winning for the most part. Yeah. Uh, so I I just feel like if I guess if you have a very strong stance you want to take in the betting markets this week. If you feel like it's JT's week, if you feel it's Rory's week, if you like whoever, if you have a read on the course and the read on recent form, this is, I think a good week to fire in the outright markets, a good week to fire in the head to head markets. Cause kind of what the, the odds are saying to me is the top is no one knows when you, when you have, when you have seven guys in between 11 to one and 19 to one, that's the, that's the market saying no one knows to me, basically. Yeah. I- I think it should add plenty of drama. We can talk about the course a little bit. You kind of mentioned Rory won the last time, but beyond him, I'd say the leaderboard wasn't, it wasn't bomber friendly per se. And I know the data that data golf had from that event showed that driving accuracy for that event actually received an outside boost compared to driving distance relative to the average tour stop driving distance was still even more important here than it was um, everywhere, but accuracy in particular mattered quite a bit and accurate players did play well. And, Beyond Rory, it played really tough. You mentioned he won by eight strokes, and the second best player was five under par. So 
um, you know, beyond Rory's performance, it definitely played as a tough course, but the conditions look um, a little benign this week. It is the ocean course at Kiwa Island. So the weather can play quite a big role. It is all the holes for the most part are exposed to the elements in particular, the holes that run up and down the ocean. And uh, it's going to be the longest uh, major championship golf course ever. So it's going to be playing just under 7,900 yards as a par 72. So um, even though driving accuracy received a little bit of a boost in the historic data for the course fit here, I'm definitely still inclined to believe that um, this year will be more driven by driving distance. Obviously, overall total driving still really important. And uh, I was talking to Skyler earlier at Skyhook DFS, and he was telling me that the rough here is not going to be particularly brutal. Um, that the the way that this course you know makes itself more difficult for PGA professionals is by uh, having lots of slopes around the greens. And I think there was a there was a good Phil Mickelson quote on um, not being able to roll the ball on the greens because of because of the slopes around them that you kind of have to play the ball in the air. So I mean, maybe you give a little bit of boost to kind of your around the green style wizards, you know, that that obviously makes me think of Spieth a little bit with how good he is uh, around the greens with those wedges. But when I hear just under 7900 yards, wide fairways i mean that does that like that's the bryson course right that's the, the bat signal for bryson for sure um yeah yeah it was interesting i was listening to a podcast that data golf did and you know they were kind of talking about you know bryson you know if it's if the driving accuracy matters then obviously that is something that is not in favor of bryson but um you know like Wingfoot was playing really tight so nobody was hitting the fairways and so you know bryson definitely can thrive when nobody can hit the fairway or, or when everybody can hit the fairway, it's, it's when it, it's more of a premium that it's tough for him. So it, it does feel like a good course for Bryson and they got the range frienders as well. So he'll have the exact yardages that he, uh, he needs for the sign. And, and people have already started complaining about the distances. Uh, John, John Rahm was saying that he played with Zach Johnson and on all the par fours, Zach Johnson was having to hit hybrids in Rom himself said that the shortest iron uh, he played into a green was a five iron when he played a practice round. So, I, I mean, all, all of this to me is lining up for, I mean, obviously this is how I love to play these events is just nothing but nothing but bombers. You know, your 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 uh, your Luke lists of the world, your your Wyndham Clarks of the world and uh, and everything. So I, I just think general strategy for me, um, obviously data golf takes care of some of that stuff and their, their course fit, uh, this, the slider tool on, on daily Roto. but I, I am, you know, guys like Finau and Scheffler, like, you know, the mandatory 20% Matthew Fitzpatrick is not feeling as mandatory this week. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be all right for Fitzpatrick as well, but, um, we'll just, I guess he's his price, I think still kind of keeps him in play, but I definitely, agree with you a little bit. I think the biggest disconnect for me with the day golf projections this week, which is what we use over at daily Roto is um, the course fit a little bit. I think it'll favor longer players a tiny bit more than their baselines suggest. And then I think Jordan Spieth is the other one. And it's always hard. Like he's a tough guy to model. Brooks is another guy that's tough to model, um, you know, coming back from the injury, but with Spieth, we've, we know, you know, what his A game can look like. And we've seen close to his A game since the year, since the calendar flipped, uh, you know, he, in this field has been six T to green and 
overall, he's been the number one player in the world, TD Green and strokes game putting. So just overall strokes gain since the calendar flip, he's been the best player in the world. And, you know, I, I think I'm inclined to put him like third or fourth in the field, not number one overall, but I do think I'm higher on him than their baselines are. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's get into it. DK by price range, Rory, the most expensive at 11.5 JT 11.3 Dustin 10.9. He withdrew last week and there is a conspiracy theory going around right now based off of the featured groups and the, the pairings on Thursday that there is still DJ uh, withdrawal equity, Rom 10.5 Bryson 10.2 Spieth. 10.1. Uh, no one, Spieth is the highest projected owned guy above 10K, single digits for DJ, 10% for Rory. I mean, that to, to this is setting up great for me to just not play Spieth and just get great, I mean, just get great projected ownerships on the guys I want to jam, which is, you know, Rory, DJ, Rahm, and Bryson. Yeah, it is setting up like that. I think Rahm's the guy that will still be like, you know, in that 16 to 18% range. Um, I, I think his overall body work this year has been good enough to keep people on him. Definitely the guy that our projections view as the number one player in this field. And I, I do think it is a good course for Rom regardless. Um, so I like Rom. Um, DJ, where we obviously have to wait and see. Um, I prefer JT pretty strongly over Rory. We're not getting a big ownership discount on Rory between JT. So JT gives you $200 price decrease you know, they're both 10 to 12% owned. And I think JT has just overall been a much better player. Rory did win the Wells Fargo on a course that is one of the strongest course fits for him. So he's obviously showed a little bit of form, but his overall play this year has definitely been lagging behind JT. So at the top end, if I had to pay for one, it would be JT. I think Rom is the best overall play. And then I'm still like, I would take speed straight up over Bryson. Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll book that. Guys. Yeah. I'll book that. Bryson versus Spieth. Yeah. Okay. Let me make let me make the note here in my in my phone. Uh, okay, we got Bryson versus Spieth for twenty five bucks. Yeah. That. Uh, I mean, look. I know obviously this ends in pain for me as Jordan, you know, hits trees and bounces out to the fairway and is chipping in for. I mean. Yeah. Br- yeah. The like I, I, are inevitable. I, yeah. I would, I did just want to say we have not always been buying into the research of speed. We've definitely been against it in the past. A lot of the yes. time driven by putting his, his approach play has been fantastic this year, um, getting strokes in virtually every event since the calendar flip. So it is a resurgence that I'm definitely buying into more now than I have in the past. Yeah. I, I, which I, which I think is, uh, which I think is fair. You know, I, I don't have, um, I don't have any problem with that. Um, all right. I, I, I will say if I have, by the time we get there to Wednesday night, if I have zero concerns on Dustin withdrawing, I, I don't really care about the withdrawal last week or the poor form or whatever. Dustin Johnson at a major championship with a course playing this long at single digit ownership percentage, yeah. that is so once in a life, literally a, probably a once in a lifetime style opportunity. So I will maybe lock him in my MME run, but for sure play a bunch of him. And then if I, if I decide not to lock him, I will probably play a bunch of Bryson. All right. Our, our next range of guys, this is where the chalk is coming from. 13% Morikawa projected ownership, 21% Xander, uh, no chalk on Brooks or Hideki, 
massive, massive chalk on Hovland, 28% projected ownership. Um, Webb is here. Reed is here. And then our, our guy can't putt, not in good form, but Patrick can't lay $9,000 on DraftKings at a major championship. You talk me out of it. Talk me out of jamming. Can't putt. It's tough. He's, he's definitely not been playing well. And that's, I mean, that's obviously why the price is, is down there. All these guys um, have been playing better. Tita Green, they've been playing better overall. And that's the hard thing with Cantlay. So I think the price is fair. I do think you're getting a, a nice ownership discount on him, but I'm not overly excited. I think like DJ, the win equity is so high that if you think about him at single digits, like that's a lot more exciting to me than Cantlay, who obviously is still a great player. But um, from a leverage perspective, him and Webb Simpson did stand out as potential loan pivots because Hovland and Shoffley specifically are soaking up a lot of the ownership. And I, I think that this seems like a course that would be pretty good for Webb overall as well. And um, definitely, you know, has played well on some other regional courses in the area. Definitely a really strong putter, good overall player. So, you know, this is the type of player that can succeed if it's, you know, similar to the original data golf course fit or what the course fit was in 2012. Um, he can also succeed if it favors a little bit of longer player. He can still contend in that environment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, you, I think that you are, I think that you're right. Um, do you have, do you have thoughts on Hideki? I mean, our guy, our guy, the, the, the PGA DFS community's guy coming off of a, the major championship. What, what do you do? Yeah. So it's tough. Um, you know, last week I kind of wrote it up. Um, so I wrote up Spieth and Hideki both has concerns last week, Spieth with COVID mentioned he hadn't been practicing much since he got that. And then Hideki basically said like he went back to Japan, had to quarantine and just hadn't been playing as much either. And so um, it was definitely a wait and see for me for Hideki for the first week back. Um, like the off the tee play was good. The approach play was good last week. His short game was a disaster around the green. And I don't know, I'm, I'm not like, man, the ownership on Hideki and Kepka is so low. It's, it's really tempting. But um, if you were just like, like to ask me straight up the preferred plays in the range, you, you have to take Hovland over Hideki and, and Kepka. Yeah. Yeah. I, which I, which I think, um, which I what think is, Kepka? is I mean, fine. It's kind of the same thing. Like DJ, like single digits in a major, like Kepka single digits in a major is another thing. You, you're I mean, yeah, but the last, but the last time we saw like DJ has been playing bad, but not, I'm not seeing him like physically unable to get himself around the golf course. The last time we saw Brooks, he like couldn't lower himself to look at his putts. Like I well, feel last like week. he played last week, but yeah, well, I, I was not paying very much attention last week if because my teams were dustier than dust last week. I, 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 one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not playing Ricky Fowler this week. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing it. Um, so I, I don't know. Do you think, do you think Brooks is close to let's even say 90% physically? Uh, I, I mean, it seems like 90% would be fair. Like it definitely, you know, last week he, his result was really poor. His off the tee play was exceptional. So like the power was definitely there, uh, which is obviously good for Brooks. The, the putting, like he lost 2.2 strokes putting per round. So that was, that was obviously not very good. Um, so I think he's, I think he's substantially overpriced. I think I'd be more compelled if he was like priced next to Daniel Berger and Tony Finau this week. Yeah. All right. Uh, continuing down here, Willie Z, I feel like is a very tough decision because he he's got a miscut right in between uh, in between the masters and here, 
but it just, I guess it just does feel like, I don't know, a guy who can figure out Augusta at that young is probably you're going to want to take stabs on him here. Also, you know, Augusta definitely favors the bombers and is a tricky around the green golf course, right? Uh, with, with those, uh, with those greens, it's very tough to figure out. And, and Zalatoris didn't seem to have a ton of trouble with them, but data golf loves Daniel Berger, who is right next to him in, uh, in price. So, so, but obviously huge corresponding um, ownership there. Yeah. I mean, Berger has been so solid overall. Like it's definitely a guy that it's easy for a model to fall in love with. And he's gaining strokes every event off the tee. He's gaining strokes every event on approach. And then his putter is generally a plus for him. And it's been up and down like you expect putting to be. And it's been a little more down, um, you know, through like the players and the master swing, but overall it's been strong. So he basically thrives in every metric. And I think that's why, you know, the, the models really like him this week. And it's hard for me to like fault it. It definitely, for whatever reason, he never seems like an alpha golfer that you think can win a major, but I definitely think that Berger is, you know, the better overall value in this range this week. And like, I, I would even prefer him over Finau who definitely seems like, you know, more of the alpha play. You could potentially think about trying to correlate some of your lineups. So like, you know, speed lineups with someone like Berger. Whereas if you're going with like a, a DJ lineup or a Bryson build, like maybe some like Fina there could make sense, but um, I don't think you have to overthink it. Will Z, I will note like last week was his best T green week of the entire season. He just, he ran really poor with the putter. Um, and he played better last week than he played at the masters, even taking into account the field. Uh, he just put really well at Augusta. So um, I think that's an interesting pivot. Yeah. Um, this, this range, I guess this range in general just looks full of good plays. Zalatoris, Berger, Finau, Scheffler, not as interested in Fitzpatrick, you know, semi-interested in Sungjae. I guess the, the one guy who I think the data golf stuff is maybe not quite catching up with yet is Justin Rose, who was obviously in it at the masters and has just seen a huge resurgence in form down from like, you know, the, 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 um, data golf projections, you know, like not liking him for $7,800 at the Honda classic or whatever. Um, I rose, I rose, I bet at 80 to one. And I, I do, I am, I am pretty into him here at this price. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I would rather find the money to get up to like Fitzpatrick than Rose or to Sungjae than Rose. But, um, I see the, the allure. Uh, and like you said, the, the kind of a performance from Rose that you saw at the masters and the Arnold Palmer invitational, like those were definitely things were tempting. I would note a lot of those were driven by the putter. Um, so that's why I still prefer these other guys. And, you know, we usually talk in like the, the lottos, like maybe getting our ownership as aggressive as like 75 to 90% in single entry three max, usually like 90 to 105% total cumulative ownership. So in general, this range, because the upper mid tier is soaking up a lot of it. I think, you know, the builds with two guys in the 9K range will be more a lot more popular than going with like an upper end, like a, a DJ in a low 8K range. So that's one of the other appealing things, especially if it's lineups where you want to jam some like the, the value chalk, then taking that build with the more expensive guys makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, getting down into the value range, you know, 
the 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 Doug Gim corollary guy under eight thousand projected for twenty three percent ownership. I mean, answers projection is insane, but I just and, and I think he's obviously a great course fit. I think he's a good play, but I'm not, not certainly not playing him at this ownership. I I would prefer Neiman for half the ownership. Um, this might even be this might even be a course I could talk myself in a Sergio. Corey Connors again. What 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 hole does Corey Connors make his ace on this week at at eighteen percent ownership? You know. Yeah. I mean, do you? So are you going to treat Connors and Answer the same way? Because they're both. And I guess Sam Burns. But, but Connors, Connors is like actually bad price though. Like Connors should be eighty four hundred or whatever. Yeah. Like he just is I mean, so Anson's good projected at projected like the same as Connors, right? Yeah, but. Well, shit, I don't know. Maybe you're right. I, I just feel like I don't have it in me to fade Chalk. Uh, I feel like I don't have it in me to fade Chalk Connors again, but but maybe I do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand. It's like, it's one of those tough things to reconcile. And I don't think you have to, and that's where you talk, we talk about the total projected ownership. Like if you're going with like a, a DJ pivot, you're going with one of these single digit guys, like a Fitzpatrick or a Scheffler or Sungjae, like you don't have to pivot everywhere. So those types of lineups are the lineups where you can play answer, where you can play Connors. Um, but you definitely can't play them. If you're playing Daniel Berger at 24% and Hovland at 27% and, you know, either Spieth or Xander. So um, you don't want like six of these guys. You have to identify at least two pivots per lineup. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's, that's definitely true. Connors, um, I would note he's been fifth in the field to green this year. So very elite ball striking from him. He's run pretty good with a short game and especially in the, the events where he was like the biggest stage. Um, we don't expect that, but the TD green play has not been a fluke. Yeah. Um, okay. Do we need to talk about Jason day? I mean, do we need to spend any time talking about him? I don't think so, man. Um, yeah. I don't think so either. It's kind of like Ricky Fowler, like. Same, same category. Woodland. Woodland is a guy maybe we need to talk about. Uh, I don't know. It feels like I guess it is kind of a, a good theoretical course fit for him. Yeah. Um, I, I was not that into Woodland, even at the low ownership. Um, so, yeah, it's not one of the pivots I'm overly excited about. Uh, Sam Burns, I think, was the, the chalk value play that was easier for me just to, like, consider full fading. So between, like, answer – Connors and Burns if I had to take a stand Burns would probably be the guy that I moved away from completely yeah uh Matt Wallace is showing up you know decent projection decent ownership um he he like and something something that uh Skylar also popular do you know I I think it's that there is a corollary people are drawing here between this and like Euro tour grinders. It was something that Skylar had mentioned to me. I don't, you know, I don't know how real it is or or anything, but I, that is why he's showing up as kind of chalky. I think maybe, maybe, maybe Mayo mentioned him like strong. Yeah. Strong finish at Wells Fargo. Like the, one of the longer courses that's been played recently. So maybe people are tying that in. Um, I just remember earlier this season, we were looking at him as a pivot option and now he's one of the higher owned players and um, he's a great player, but it, that was a little bit jarring to me. He was one of the guys that didn't expect to see quite that popular. Yeah. Uh, I, I would be a little bit interested in him if this was not his projected ownership. Do you have a, why is Keegan coming through? I feel like on your, your V2, this Keegan ownership is going to go down. 
they always smooth out a little bit. Um, but with, with Keegan, I mean, Keegan's definitely like a weighted stat model darling. So of the guys kind of in the 70 low seven K range, like he's T green been as good as Sam Burns, almost as good as, um, Abraham answer. And like Charles Schwartzel is another one of those guys, like these guys in like the last like six or so events have been pretty good tee to green like keegan's results his game logs look good he's definitely been also running really hot with a short game where we know that that's like net negative um or best case net neutral long term yeah uh okay going going horschel yeah Yeah. horschel is a lot i'm a lock to be 10x levered on horschel just no doubt about it yeah i was like wow like horschel two percent like even if he steals a little bit from siwoo or english or somebody like that just like Horschel can get hot with the putter and um, he definitely has not like winning upside, but top 20 upside and at 2%, like it seemed like, Oh, that's an easy seven X the field. Easy, easiest seven X the field decision I will make is scammer and champ scam scam champ at under 1% projected owned. I mean, a 7,900 yard course. Give me, give me the champ. No. And, and he chipped one in last time he played. So look, he's, he's figuring out with the wedges, you know, no problem. He's got it done. Yeah. Um, data golf has this new custom sin tool. One of the things you can kind of play with is like, if the course does play extreme course fit with like distance, how does that adjust the probabilities and champ definitely a guy that gets tweaked up quite a bit. If you go to like a more extreme environment, but, um, I don't know. I think it's still going to, even if it benefits bombers, I think it'll still be like a course that lets other people contend, especially when we're talking the value guys, like a top 20 is pretty gold, pretty much gold at this point. Yep. Um, not, not into, to Matt Jones, definitely not into Coke. Like Coke is, is great when he's in the scam champ projected ownership, no interest in eight, 9%. Uh, not going to, not going to touch Ricky this week who they had to literally make up a rule to get Ricky in the field. One of the most, one of the most embarrassing things in, in tour history. Okay. Rob McIntyre. Isn't this dude just like a goat ball striker? Like I, like every time I look at his, every time I look at his TD green stuff, he ends up looking really good. Um, you know, I know, and he's popped up with like some decent results here or there on tour. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I could go eight, nine percent on that guy I, I thought for sure you were gonna go with thomas peters who oh peters for, peters is in the mix you already yeah. know he was like a flavor of the week last week and delivered with the off the tee and approach play and lost like two strokes per round with the short game so i don't know i mean people are definitely steaming charles schwartzel this week and um i think you know I get it. Like the last six events is kind of what people are zeroing in on there. Um, but that always seems like a value trap to me and you know, the, the guy that you should try to move away from. So down there, if you're going with like European tour players, 6,800, I definitely prefer Thomas Peters over Charles Swartzel at half of the ownership. Yeah. I'm, uh, I am on board with that one. Um, let's see who else here is is play oh grio grio is i got it i gotta eat a little bit of bad chalk with with grio just because he is he is so good with his tee to green stuff i mean i just and he's he's been better around the green recently as well he just remains one of the world's worst putters yeah how cheap in the single entry like who's the kind of last acceptable guy on your roster do you think yeah i was thinking 
you know, Ortiz at 6,900 noted, noted data golf favorite. I mean, maybe I will play Thomas Peterson single entry. You want to talk about a dude who can absolutely flare out some drives. Thomas Peters uh, is not, is not going to have trouble, you know, hitting five irons into these greens, you know, Brendan Todd looks, looks all right. I, I don't know. Maybe Todd, maybe Todd is the cheapest that are no, no HV three HV three is for sure. The cheapest. Uh, That's where I was going. Yeah. Has, has, has actually been there in a Sunday pairing at a PGA championship before. Now he shot like an 81 or whatever when he was in the <laughs> final pairing. He was there. Though. He was there. Yeah. I, I think he probably, I think he probably looks like the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was kind of the cheapest too. It was between like Peter's HV three. Um, the the tough plays guys that like i i should just acknowledge that data golf's better at modeling golf than i am and i'm really good at modeling ownership projections so both kevin streelman and brendan todd they feel really dead to contend on a course that's like almost eight thousand yards long but they're going to be one percent and data golf has them at like 15 to 17 percent top 20 odds so like those are guys um in an mme build i would for sure play 5x the field get five to eight percent of those guys into my lineups um, but i still on a single entry like it just it feels like the upside is a little bit capped there though i guess if it plays really tough they're they're guys that can just like grind pars they're certainly not going to be the guys who are putting up birdie streaks or you know generating eagle opportunities on the par five though which is where the fantasy scoring can separate themselves a lot yeah, I, I also, this is something uh, I, I wanted to do on the show since it's a big week of people playing a lot of MME. I just want to say, guys, I'm playing 0% of who are going to be popular, and maybe you can give them more cogent ways to fade the chalk. But, guys, I, I want zero of at these ownership projections. Answer above 20, Sam Burns above 15, Cam Smith at above 15, and Paul Casey, those guys are nuke buttons big, for me. Big T getting to you, man. Is big T in your head? He's tr- he's, he's right making though. Making you feel like you you can't play the guys you want. No, I I do play the guys I want. That's the problem. That's what this is. This is my whole problem in golf is that I I have, uh, I mean MME golf is very hard to be profitable in in general, uh, but it's it's. I don't know. I feel like I feel like you are actually much more likely to bonk if you're just taking gigantic stands every single week than playing 76 guys in your pool. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. So the guys I would be off of. So we talked about in the mid tier, they're kind of like three chalk options. You've got Corey Connors, you've got answer, you've got Sam Burns. I definitely like Burns the least. He'd be the guy I'd consider Xing. Um, so no Sam Burns, uh, Mark Leishman at 12%. That was like a like, I didn't even think I was going to have to make that decision. So I'll happily X Mark Leishman at 12%. Um, Matt Wallace, uh, not an X for me, but a guy that I don't really have a lot of interest in at 12%. I'd, I'd for sure want to get under the field on Wallace. I don't know if that's too hedgy for you. So maybe I don't include him. And then Keegan, if he's really 15% or more. I think yeah, un- unplayable. Well. Yeah, un- unplayable. Um, and it just I'm and just cruising. And Schwartzel was the other guy that like, Oh yeah. I definitely, I mean, you can see why people are attracted to them. Um, so if Schwartzel was at 4% or something, I'd be like, okay, Schwartzel's gained strokes on approach and five of six events, he's had upside finishes and, you know, two of his last four. So I get it. Like he's gained strokes off the tee in four straight. So all those things are good for Schwartzel. That's why he's popular, but, uh, just like, you know, you got to look at more than just four events for a guy. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I, I think that should do it for the fantasy stuff. Betting, maybe maybe we get a late DJ withdrawal that makes a bunch of these numbers yeah, more profitable. Yeah, he's not even like, good enough to like, um, not, I shouldn't say it like that, but like when he withdrew earlier this year and he was like a right. three to one favorite, like that's way different than him withdrawing as a 18 to one guy. Well, I, I hope he withdraws before the beginning of the tournament. If he does, cause I bet him, cause I just opened up, I just opened up the odds and I was like, <laughs> yeah. DJ 18 to one to win a golf tournament. Like, sure. Yeah. I will just go ahead and bet that my, my card for this event is I, I bet Finau a couple weeks ago, at 45 to one, I was, what uh, 45 to one. He's okay. 40 to one. Now Rose at 80 to one can't putt at 40 to one and DJ at 18 to one. And I don't even know if I think that can't lay number is good. It's just, I like how many times have I bet him at 22 to one to win a golf tournament? Like what? I'm not going to bet him at 40 to one. Like it would be absurd. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. And using like the tools this week is tough because of speed. So I, it's all like messed up custom sim yeah. with speed is like the number four player in the field and um, definitely sucks some EV away from Rom. And so like burger at 30 to one, um, Feels bad, but has slight value in this. Yeah, data golf, data golf loves Daniel Berger. Like Webb just Simpson. loves Daniel Berger. Like, like yeah. Web 42 to one. I thought that's a pretty nice price. I assumed you would prefer Finau at the same price, which is ironic that you bet him at slightly better. Um, and then I think Matthew Fitzpatrick at 65 to one can, if it turns into like a, a grinders course where like five under is a winning score, that's definitely the course I like for Matthew Fitzpatrick. If he was going to win a major, the PGA Championship is definitely the type of major I'd like to see for Matthew Fitzpatrick, too. Yeah. Uh, one and done. I'm going to use Rory. That's just where I'm at. Rory or Bryson, I think, are the clear, obvious choices here. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, I think generally strategy, we're looking at using big names at majors, at WGCs, and during the FedEx Cup playoff events. Cause that's where you get the most um, prize money for finishing first. So um, I think you got to look at that. And obviously this late in the season, you're going to probably have used a bunch of these guys. So like I've used Rom, I think that the two biggest names that I have left remaining are JT Bryson and I've got Rory as well. Um, it would be a decent spot to use Rory because he's got like only 50% league availability. A bunch of people ahead of you have probably banked his win at the Wells Fargo. Yeah. So if you're able to get a win, you're definitely going to make up ground in the leaders or even if he has a high finish. So strategy wise, I think Rory is pretty interesting. If I just had to pick the winner, the guy I favored this week, it's Rom, who I don't have available and JT would be the guy behind that. Yeah, I've already. Well, maybe I will use JT because no, I don't think anyone will be using him either. I don't know. I got to decide between who I think will be least selected. Bryson, you might like for the US Open or something, right? Yeah, but I feel like I feel like uh, Bryson is uh, a big I feel like Bryson is going to be, you know what? People are going to use Rory at the British Open, I think. Well, there's no Open Championship this year because of COVID. Is that true? What a bummer. I thought we were getting it back now. That's they they can do Coachella, but they can't have the open championship. Like, what is this? Not that's everybody brutal. got the US uh, miracle vaccines. That's true. Man, the British Open is that's my that is my favorite. That is my favorite golf tournament. I I honestly just had been assuming in my brain it was like a couple months away and we were gonna get it. Yeah. So that's unless, a bummer. Unless I'm off and I miss it. No, you you gotta be right. You gotta be right. Cause I think I would have uh I think I 
yeah, I don't even see, I don't see futures for it on my book right now. Buddy, so you can, you're you can right. edit this out if I'm, if I'm wrong. I'm, if I'm not <laughs> editing it out. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, that's going to do it for us here this week at the Daily Roto going for the green daily fantasy golf podcast. Uh, of course, dailyroto.com slash PGA optimizer projections, finish probabilities, all this stuff you guys need to make good lineups and good bets this week. And we'll be back next week.